Hello and welcome to another edition of the For the Love of Beer podcast. I am Phil Savory, joined as always by my good friend Mark Carly Johnson. Good evening. We are continuing our quest to drink 100 different beers from 100 different countries in accordance with our beer bucket list that both me and Mark acquired as a, as a gift. And then thanks to a Nigerian taxi driver called Awomo, um, Uber driver, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. In, uh, Not that it matters. Yeah, it took us out to football. He works in for Manchester, wasn't he? Yeah. Good guy. Yeah, he got us started and suggested, well, why don't you do a podcast? And here we are, um, however many episodes later now. I must be heading for about 20 odd episodes now. We are, we're getting through the beers well. Two new beers tonight. One we've had in stock for ages and never drank. And another one we've picked up fairly recently, um, but it's, it's quite an exotic one, isn't it? It's, it's, it's one yeah. of the ones that we thought were going to be really, really hard to get. Yeah, fortunately, a friend of a friend. Um, was out in said country on holiday, I think, with his wife. I don't know if he's from there or from a nearby country. Yeah. Um, and brought us back a bottle. Um, we've only got one bottle tonight, unfortunately, of this, but um, it's come a very long way, so we are very, very appreciative. So, without so we're f- going to split it between us. Yes, without further ado, we'll announce that beer. It's called Jewel Brew, yes. and it's from The Gambia. The Gambia. Why is it the Gambia? Well, this is the thing. So, because obviously I've always known it as Gambia, but it seems to be it is the Gambia. And I always thought when people call it the Gambia, it's like, you know how like Scousers call Asda the Asda? Yeah, yeah. The Asda. It's, I thought it was like that, but no, apparently it's the Gambia. Oh, right. Any reasoning behind it? Uh, I don't know. I didn't research that. It just is the Gambia. I researched some things, but not that. Well, it, it does actually say this on the bottle. The Gambia's very own brewery. There you go. Um, with its picture of, and I've just Googled it, he's a kingfisher. Yeah. Jewel um, brew comes from the fact that the capital is called Banjul. Oh, right. So okay. this is made in, in the nation's capital. Ah, see, on our um, scratch map, it is known as Banjul Jewel Brew. Yeah. Um, but when I mentioned it to Sean, who brought this back for us, he just knew it was Jewel Brew. So yeah. I assumed Banjul was the brewery. It's 4.7%, which is your sweet spot. Oh, it is. It's a, oh, yeah. was it 330ml bottle? Pretty standard size. It is, yeah, it's green. We don't have many green bottles, actually, do we? Not recently. Usually, usually brown. Um, sort of goldy, greeny coloured top. Um, but I'm really quite looking forward to this one, because we've done a lot of beers that are quite easy to get hold of um, over here. Relatively easy, or ones that we've bought off you know various websites but this is genuinely come all the way from the Gambia so I'm really quite looking forward to this and it's got some pedigree because when you look on the label it's been uh, world selection uh, what are the years? Um, oh, uh, 1979 87 my birth year so it's great um, 1990 99 and 2008 gold awards so it's been Monda Selection Brussels I think that says should we uh, should we crack this open then and split I think it? We should. Yeah, should we crack it? It's got a lovely exotic bird on the label, but I don't know what that bird is. Do you? It's kingfisher. Is it a kingfisher? Apparently so. Yeah. Um, I've just googled it a few minutes ago. It's known as the cock on the rock. The cock on the rock. The cock on the rock. Yeah. Although it looks more like a branch to me. Look at it. It's funny you mentioned cocks because we'll we'll get to that in a second. Okay. <laughs> Doing my um, Gambia Gambian research. Excellent. Right, here we go, first taste. Should we just get straight in and Excited. see what we think of the beer? Uh, we're sipping out of jugs, by the way. Um, obviously the best drinking vessel for a beer that we can find. Oh. Ooh. That's... Strong flavour, that is. It is a strong flavour. I like that. It's, it's nice um, and chilled. Yeah. 
It's got a it's got a really interesting t- sort of twang to it. It's mm. four point seven. You see things it does to me. Well, yeah, that that's good. I'm trying to kind of put into words what that aftertaste is. Um, what I really like about it is it's it's obviously got a, a fairly sort of decent head there, but there's no real. It's not overly gassy. It's it's a I wouldn't say it's a clean crisp taste. It's got a it's got an interesting aftertaste it's to it. It's got plenty of flavour to it, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Really has. Yeah, and because we've actually poured this one out, you can see it. It's got a nice it looks beery in nice the amber colour. Yeah, it's it's got nice amber notes to it. Um It's a really distinctive taste. It is. I like it. It's it's good. Mm. I wouldn't go as far mm. as to say it's I wouldn't say it's amazing, but it's interesting, and that's one of the best things about this. Doing this is where you know this. I don't think I could find a beer in this country that would taste anything like this. No, that's true. Whether that's down to the hops they use, where they're based, because obviously this is made made in the Gambia. It's an independent brewery as well. Independent brewery, yeah. So it's not your average InBev or yeah, Alsberg or so any of that. It does feel. Obviously, it looks exotic. It tastes that way as well. Yeah. It tastes exotic because it's the kind of thing that you just wouldn't come across this type of beer anywhere else. I wish we it was easier to get older beers like this over here. I mean, we do have a fair amount of variety, don't we? But when you look at it in the grander scheme of things, like we've been doing recently, yeah, you just can't get stuff like this here, and it's a shame. We're lucky in the sense that we have like you know, we're lucky that we have certain websites and importers and things like that where you can get beers from around the world but yeah. I mean we're luckier than people in say um, what, the Gambia I was going to say North Korea All right. <laughs> I can't imagine that they're able to order beers as, easy, as easily as we do well we know the, the height, is, height is for Kim Jong Un only well exactly See, I, that's the one that came to me my head then just because I looked at it right in front of me um, while he's shredding his uh, Swedish invoices exactly yes um, that's a that's a callback to a previous episode is, yeah. for anyone that actually listens to episodes <laughs> consecutively. Yeah, if you've not listened to it, please do. And <laughs> yeah. rate us. Um, this is a good beer. I like it. Yeah, and you know what? I know we've had to split the bottle, so we're not we're not getting that much of it to drink. But I'd I'd neck that in in no time. I'm quite that would go down that fast. Got one bottle. I know. Yeah, I can't. Wish... All of the ones that we've got, I wish we had two of them. I wish I'd had one for myself. But the barbecue, I could quite happily hand these out, and I feel that people would be coming to me and saying, "Oh, wherever you had that from?" Yeah, all oh, that. That's that's interesting. Where's that? Oh, yeah, that's it, good. It's a conversation starter. It is. Yeah, it might be a bit. Um, maybe lowbrow's the wrong word, but I'm not sure it's sophisticated enough for the ambassador's reception. Um, Even the Gambia's ambassador. Well, you know, in, in the Gambia. Yeah, but you've got to think about obviously if if you're. If the ambassador is picking an African beer, right, he's probably not going to go for that. He'll probably go to a, a beer that we'll cover in a later episode. Is that one we've already done? Well, we have, but not reviewed on here. Right, okay. That's for another day. We'll, we'll just discuss this off air. Well, I was going to say Tusker from Kenya, I think. Oh, would be the... yes, Tusker from Kenya, yeah. That so my mind now would, 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 would be yeah. something that the ambassador would probably stock. Yeah, quite a well-known beer, that one. Yeah, if you, if you had to pick well, one from Africa, known, anyway. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, I don't. I think barbecue, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant beer for that. It's nice on a on a. You can imagine on a hot, hot day going down very well. I think the um, 
the label itself and the bottle looks a bit African, doesn't it? You know, it just looks a bit just African. It's distinctive. I like that it, it feels appropriate to where it's from. It tastes distinctive. You know, there's nothing bland about it, which is great. The presentation of it, the taste, there's nothing bland. It's just really interesting beer. I think the label looks... I think I've said this in the past, but it looks a, a little bit like it's been done on clip art. It's had a few <laughs> little things pieced together. It's a bit basic. It's the sort of thing that I'd probably come up with. But it's charming. It is charming, yeah. It, is it charming. has personality, it has character to it. It's, it's not just like... A basic bland, like we've got over here a bottle of Presidente that we've drank from again mm. a previous episode. Yeah, um, and there's nothing about that from that tells you anything or gives you any sort of cultural identity to the country that's from. It's that's just bland true. and boring. And no, but they still look Gambian, soulless. This has got a lot going for it. Um, did you know that the Gambia um, was once owned by us Brits? Was it really? It was. It was one of our colonies back when we were into, you know, all the conquering, taking over in the world and oh. pillaging and stuff. Until um, we gave it back in 1965. It's like, sorry, chaps. Here you go. Gave it back and then toddled off and oh. back when we were breaking down the empire and obviously right, okay, handing stuff out. Um, the size of it is one of the it's one of the smallest countries in Africa. It's about the size of Yorkshire. Is it? Yes. Wow. And we managed to get a beer from there. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. But then there's been beers that have come out of Yorkshire. Yeah, but we live near there. True. But for for something of the size of Yorkshire, there's loads of things you can point to, whereas the Gambia... You know, like like a, Gambia the, the Gambia hasn't had its Sean Bean yet that we know of. Well, this is what I'm going to say. At the football, you know, they're all like, Yorkshire, Yorkshire... Yorkshire, Yorkshire, Yorkshire! Yorkshire, Yorkshire, Yorkshire. They shout, like, Banjul, Banjul, they're really sort of territorial about about the Gambia now all I can picture now is just that everyone from the Gambia having a Yorkshire accent (laughs) (laughs) Banjol bastards uh, (laughs) so uh, most common name male name in the Gambia is Lamin 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 I know a Lamin dear yeah is he Gambian I don't know oh I bet he is, you know. Well, ask him. I know him. So apparently, the name is the name is ah. so common out there that you can use um, you can use the name or say like Lamin, Lamin, as a way to get attention. So say you're at a bar because everyone turns and around. you're waiting to get served. You can just say to the barman Lamin, and he'll just whether it's his name or not, he'll react to it and respond to it. He's so Gambian. Yes, he's going to love this episode. Oh, he lives in Wrexham. No, he doesn't. He lives in... Well, he works at my old employer. All right, okay. Um, where my wife works. He looks a right lad. He's a guard. He's wearing a sombrero in his Facebook profile picture. He is. He is an absolute legend of a man. And I bet you he will listen to this as well. He's, um, his wife, now, he ended up... I'll tell you a story Go on. about Gambian. Um, I'm budging in on your stories here. That's fine. But I feel like, because I know one, yeah. I can tell a story. Okay. So... Has he got a Yorkshire accent? Uh, he's got a bit of a crew accent now, yeah. Oh. Um, a few years ago, must have been probably 15 years ago now, his wife, who was a teacher at the place I worked, yep. um, went out to do some humanitarian work in the Gambia. I don't know where or what exactly, but yep. she was doing some sort of, like, I don't know, building sheds or something, whatever. Yep. Anyway, long story short, she was with there with another lady that I used to work with at the same place. Yep. Long story short, um, she ended up bringing one back. 
um, and marrying him, so he got the passport and everything. <laughs> Bringing one back like a pet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're still married and with each other now. Fantastic. Got him a job back at said college. Yeah. Um, and he's the gardener there and has been ever since. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And he's such a dude. Yeah. He's an absolute legend of a guy. And when he's pissed, he's even funnier. I'm gonna next time I see him, I'm gonna ask him about this. Yeah, he will love I want this. more of it. I bet he'll be able to get some. If fun. he can get us some more of that, I, I would happily drink it. Again. I can't believe I didn't realise. What a guy! Um, he's known here as uh, Gar. I don't know why, but his real name's Lamin or Lamin, whatever whatever they call it. But anyway, yeah, he's known as Gar. Okay. Um, well, hello, Gar. Yeah, hello, oh, Gar. Man. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Probably not, but. One of, th- one of the things that interested me about this beer, um, and I didn't really, I didn't really think about it. It never occurred to me until until I was doing a little bit of research. So, um, some of the beers on our list come from predominantly Muslim countries, and they're proving really difficult to get hold of. Yeah, because of obviously, um, don't you know, Muslim countries aren't, don't really have a drinking culture because um, obviously it doesn't really, you know, generally fit into. Um, you know the principles of, the, of their religion. Um, Gam- the, the Gambia is actually um, a ninety percent Muslim country, yet they're a lot more relaxed when it comes to drinking. So things like alcohol and things like that, they don't tend to be as strict as say um, as they are in some countries in the Middle East. But why? I don't know. It just they just aren't. So um, so that's why we have this this uh, dual brew they make. This is this and it's and like you say, it's 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 been nominated for awards. It's it's a really high quality beer. It's really good, and yet, and yet, there's no real, um, there's nothing taboo really about drinking in the country, and there's obviously a predominantly Muslim community that's that's happy to drink it, which I think is really interesting. Um, speaking of the community, do you know any famous Gambians? No, I'm looking at a list of them now. Um, is there actual one that I'll know? One of them. I couldn't name you a footballer. I've got some links to Gambia here. One of them played yeah. for my team. All right. Um, Omar Karoma. Never heard of him. No. Um, he didn't play for long. He's right. shit. Um, anyway, he's he's a Gambian. And then there's a musician called Musa Mboob. Mboob. As in... Yeah. Mboobs. Um, apart from that, there's, there's not really anyone, to be quite honest with you. Hmm. Um, Do you know a, a weird quirky thing about Gambian to, to segue from drinking... So they're they're okay with you drinking alcohol, but apparently a big like cultural no no is if you're drinking and eating at the same time. Well, I think literally at the same time or in a restaurant. Just just the idea of like you know, so if you've got like a pint in one hand, burger in the other, that would be like a no no. Is that a no go? You keep them separate. Oh right. Do that you perform the activities on it. Just a weird quirk. Um, apparently, because when I was looking at things like. Um, you know, trade. What are the what are the um, what are the export? Like? Yeah, all that sort of stuff. They don't really produce a lot. Um, they they're good at they're good at making peanuts. <laughs> um, and other than that, they don't really make a lot else. Um, but they do apparently have um, a pretty good uh, gigolo trade. Right, gigolos do well because it, it's still a bit of a tourist. You know, it does have um, pretty decent. Um, tourist kind of uh, industry no. because obviously because it's a former British colony Brits do tend to go out there and uh, and it says I mean at the, the website it wasn't like a Wikipedia thing this was on like some sort of 
I had to search a bit far into Google to find this. But um, it it said supposedly that you know that that you would get many sort of young sort of twenty something Gambian males that would earn a good living living off of uh, sexual activities with you know fifty to sixty year old British women. Well, we have just been through a story of similar effects. So, and the guy that brought this back for us, yeah, um, have to be careful here because his mate, yeah. who was his best man, yeah, listens to this, yeah, and I know he does because he. He lets me know, but anyway, yeah. I don't think he'll care. Hello, Greg. Um, his mate is married to a Gambian lady. Yeah, um, I'm sure she's Gambian. Anyway, he was telling me just before Christmas, um, he owns loads of land out there because you pay like a couple of grand for several acres. Yeah, you can just buy just shit loads of land. I was like, what are you going to put on it? So, oh, don't really know, but he's just bought it for the sake of it. Because why not, really? I well, guess you know. Well, what else you're going to spend a couple of grand on? Um, but I suppose you could use it to build another jewel brew factory if you wanted to, you know, or a rival to jewel brew. No, an export warehouse oh, for jewel yes. brew. Now we're talking. So basically, you can um, you can sell it from there and export it. Yeah, and you could probably buy land for um, peanuts. <laughs> for peanuts. Yeah. Do you see what I did there? <laughs> I did. Yeah. I was going to say for less than we could fly there, but. Yeah, peels. That's better. Are we going to rate it? I'm thinking we just we just go in and rate it. Um, we're going to go fingers. Yeah, I think we should. I'm just warming mine on the radio, so I'll get them ready while I'm doing that. Okay, but go for it. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, I've got nine. I've got eight. You've gone in pretty heavy there. I have. I really like this beer. I really, really do. I think it's fantastic. But we're one mark apart, and we know what that means. Well, so it's it's whether you want to do you want to gamble? Do you want to go for the for the nine out of ten? Do you want to accept the eight and a half and walk away, or do you want to risk me winning and taking it down to an eight? Just thinking about it, it's usually me that does the lower one, isn't it? It's usually you that's gambling on losing marks here. Yeah, I think I'm maybe usually a bit too harsh. Um. Unless it's something that really surprises me like this. So, what do I do? Do I gamble? Um, I can feel in my head Bruce's price is right and the shouting gamble. Let's go for it. He's going to gamble. He's going to gamble. Come right, on. Okay, so we're going to go for a rock, paper, scissors. Yes. Obviously, you win. Nine out of ten. Yeah. I win. Eight out of ten. Yeah. There's no there's no half marks on this now. We're all in. No. All or nothing. Well, all or eight. We're <laughs> <laughs> right, ready. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh, the paper covers the rock and rock wins yet again. <laughs> I feel like you've won like four games of rock, paper, I'm scissors. I'm doing quite well at rock, paper, scissors at the moment, aren't I? So this is now going into our pretty elite tier of beers. It is, yeah. Now. Wow. Um, even, even on an eight, it was, that is pretty high. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely one of the better beers we've had. It was it was really good. Yeah. I, I would, I'm already craving another bottle of it now. Yeah, definitely. But uh, alas... We don't, so until we can get some more of it, we're going to move on to our um, second beer of the episode. Yeah. Right, we're back. Beer number two. This is one we've been sitting on for a while, actually, because when we 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 started collecting the beers, we did drink a few before we got into the podcasting. Whereas this one, we'd bought before we started the podcast. Yeah. And I've just sat on. And the beer is called Sviturus Extra. 
which comes from Lithuania. It's a premium lager beer. Uh, the bottle, um, so we're drinking at least 500ml bottles? Uh, yes. 500ml bottle. Brown, isn't it? 5.2%. Um, it's quite a classy looking. The bottle um, is sort of shaped a bit like a the sort of a front end of a, you know, like um, rocket launches. Yeah, it's pointy, isn't it? It's yeah. sort of pointed a bit like the tip of a of a of a of a rocket, like a nose, like yeah, on its side. Yeah, it, you're right there. It doesn't take the normal shape of a what you would expect a bottle of beer to be. If you wave it flat, of... it'd be a bit like a badger. What? It's flat, it'd be a bit like a badger shape, like a, isn't it? Like a dead badger. Well, a badger and then goes down, doesn't it? I don't. It's shaped like a bottle of Cobra. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That makes more sense than a, than a badger lying down. It's like Cobra. Anyway, so it's a brown bottle. We have had this months. I'm a bit concerned it's going to taste horrible because it's been just sitting there. Um, but, as you say, it's well in date. Premium beer. Zweitzer's extra. To offset it, though, to offset your concern, Yeah. this has got some major pedigree. You are right, actually. We have looked into this. We've um, looked into it just before we recorded. Yeah. So... Um, Sometimes beers have like the sort of certificates and things or, or labels from competitions they've been in. This one was at the Beer World Cup in 2012. Yes. And won gold. Oh, yes. For Dortmund to export German style lager. You can't say better than that, can you? So, and you know how much I love German lagers. So I've got a real high hope. So, what type of lager is this? Is it, um, do you say like a gold something, is it? It's just premium lager beer. I don't think it's a Pilsner. Um, it's a Dortmunder. A Dortmunder, whatever that is. Um, it's if owned, we were experts, we'd know. Well, we're, but we're not. But, we're um, not. but we do know that it's owned by the Carlsberg Group. Um, as per uh, Prips last week, that was a Carlsberg beer, wasn't it? Prips was a couple of weeks back now. Um, on the, the blue episode. Yes. Um, so Which yeah, you can find in all good podcasts. Yeah, locations. we're doing some quite good um, connecting back to episodes tonight. I mean, it's only taken us however many months no. to do that. Um, so it's founded in 1784 by the Reinke family oh, of old merchant, of merchant seamen, which explains the lighthouse on the bottle. Oh yeah. Um, which was what I was just trying to find out then. But there's several different um, types of Zweitouris. Uh, um, I'm not going to name them all, but there's quite a lot. Um, there's all sorts. Of, there's Dortmunder beers, Oktoberfest beers, Weiss beers, Pilsners, which is not this one. Um, a pale lager. What's this? Zweitoris Extra. So this is a Dortmund. It's a European export. Mm. So it's what they think we want to drink, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, they do it on draft as well, um, interestingly. They do a honey lager. I'd quite like to dry that. See, I tried a Polish honey lager and I was really disappointed by it. I just don't good. think the two things are supposed to go together. But then I'm too sweet. Trying I, too hard. I get drawn in by sometimes like fruity beers or things that look like sort of interesting. And then when it comes down to actually drinking them, yeah, I'd rather just have a. I'd rather my beer tasted like beer. I mean, we're pretty sort of standard on that, aren't we? Yeah, we prefer. We're basic beer. bitches yeah. when it comes to that. We are. Um, they have. Uh, it's Vitoris Brewery have a, a visitor museum if anyone happens to be in Claypeda um, go and give it a visit Should we oh, in fact I'll tell you whether to give it a visit in about 15 minutes <laughs> let's have a look let's get that open I like that the um, the lid has the extra sort of embossed it's nice rather it? than printed it's a really classy Very touch nice. and it's not a screw top 
I like the lighthouse as well. It's a nice sort of you know iconic imagery there. Again, this is all it feels like a quality kind of bottle, doesn't it? Yeah, it it's does. got a neck label, but it's it's a better neck label. It's just nice. Um, these we ordered these online months and months ago, so I can't remember exactly where from. But I've seen it in a few um, you know, like the Eastern a... European shops, like Polskis Klep. Wasn't this a Beers of Europe job a while ago? Quite possibly, yeah. So um, I don't think this came from like Germany or France. I think we got it. An important I think it's country. somewhere here, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I saw it a few weeks ago in Preston um, when I was out picking up another beer. Um, and I've set out in London as well a couple of weeks ago, so it seems to be quite easy to get hold of. Oh, Mark. Is it nice? It's right up my street. Been blessed with two really good beers tonight. It's nice. Tastes a bit wheaty. Yeah. But without without that sort of cloudless, let me. In fact, let me just pour a little bit into this. Doesn't just, taste like a wheat beer. No, it no, just tastes it's a not, bit a bit wheaty. Yeah, it's not cloudy like a wheat beer. It's it actually it's gives off an amber vehicle, color, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it gives off an amber color like the um, Jewel Brew did. Ooh, this is a good beer. You can taste the you can the, the difference. I think with this and the Jewel Brew, um, your aftertaste is obviously clearly different. Again, it's distinctive, again, in a different way to drink. Definitely, it. most definitely. But you can taste the extra half a percent of alcohol in it as well. You, yeah. It does taste stronger. I like really, it. This is good. It's a good beer. Are you going to hit me with something interesting from Lithuania? Um, I am, right. So the company, um, Zvaitoris, they have a big sponsorship philosophy. Um, they're a major sponsor of Lithuanian sports. This is... It's a bit of a shit one, but it's off wiki. Anyway, they're a major sponsor. Um, but they pay particular attention to the region of Klaipeda, which is where they're based. Yeah. Um, Sign an agreement to create a fund, um, which encompasses three sports, uh, three I, social programmes. Can I take a guess at what the sports are? Uh, it well, it doesn't say. It's just sport, culture and community. Oh, right. So it's three social programmes, one of which is sport. Um, and they sponsor loads of festivals. They also sponsor... Uh, the basketball team, so basketball's a big thing. Yeah, so swimming, isn't it? Um, I've not found that, but I'll take your word for it. Well, I know I know they produce basketball players because you do tend to get Lithuanians sometimes that go over to the NBA. Really? Yeah. Um, Eastern Europe does quite well for that sometimes. Really? Yeah. Hmm. They normally end up in Spain, and then they go from Spain sometimes to the NBA, or they don't. Well, perhaps it's because of Svitoris, because it receives the largest share of their support. So they do seem to be quite strong on supporting, you know, like, local and national yeah. sort of efforts. So, that's a bit about Svitoris for you. Lithuania itself is five times the size of the Gambia. And I thought it was going to be pretty small. I'm not having a piss, uh, by the way. I'm just pouring the rest of the, uh, the beer. Um, so I thought it was going to be fairly small. Um, but compared to the Gambia, it's huge. Um, so population 2.8 million um, is that it? it is so compared to us it is small then isn't it yeah um, so Lithuania funny stories uh, it's one of the oldest languages in the world today really? yes um, what else have we got here basketball so, is the most popular sport in the yeah. country uh, several Lithuanians have gone to um, NBA fame the great star being Arvidas Zabonis course. Do you know him? No. Um, I've got a good one here somewhere. Here we go. Right. Easter eggs are not brought by cute and fluffy animals in Lithuania, 
Oh. It's Granny Veliku Babuti who does it. Um, Granny Babuti. Yes. Um, bunnies yourself and decorate the eggs and load the cart, but the Granny takes them all around. Um, so she's basically... So, so, so the, the bunny, Easter Bunny is more like an elf, and she's more like Santa. Um, yeah, pretty much. She takes them around all the kids. Um, Granny Babuti. Hang on, I'm just Googling her now. I should have done this before. Um but yeah, that was basically my best fact about Lithuania is about Granny Babuti. It's uh, a pretty good one. I mean, it's an interesting concept that you would that you would kind of. Um, I, I take it these are chocolate eggs. Yeah, yeah, they are chocolate eggs. Right. But, but yeah, the bunnies don't deliver them. It's done by the granny. Do you think in Lithuania you get the? Um, uh, you know, we used to get like a an egg, and you'd have like a mug, like a toffee crisp mug. Yeah. Or you know, a, a Kit Kat mug. Do you reckon they do that there? That's what I'm asking you. Um, I don't know. Is it maybe not as commercialised there? I don't know. Maybe that's the point. So on Easter Sunday, um, children search for Easter eggs which are left um, by the Easter granny. What do you like out of an Easter egg? Do you like... Do you? Are you fairly basic? Do you like having a mug with it? My house is full of mugs. I'm sick of seeing them, to be honest. Um... I mean, I'll, everyone likes a mug, but I've got like a box full of them in the attic. They just need slinging, to be honest. See, I don't drink tea or coffee. That's even worse. So, exactly, yes, yeah, so they're wasted on me. What about hot chocolate? No. You know, sticking on the chocolate theme? No, I don't drink hot drinks. Like, it's totally wasted on you then, really, isn't yeah. it? Um, but yeah. I mean, I like a nice Easter egg. I'll take it or leave it with chocolate, to be honest with you. I used to quite like it, and I have got a sweet tooth, but I'm not that arsed on chocolate. Um... So if so if if your wife's buying you an Easter egg, if she buys you an Easter egg, what would you expect her to get you? Um, probably something. Uh, my favourite chocolate at the moment. Yeah, Whisper Gold. Oh, you can't go wrong with the Whisper Gold. You can't go wrong. With you won't get it as an egg though, surely. You probably would. I would think. Yeah. But it's just going to be a dairy milk egg, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... You, With a whisper bar. See, this is the most disappointing thing about Easter eggs, is that the inside of them is not filled. Yeah, because it used to be that you would have... Um, your egg would separate out into two parts, and inside that you'd have, like, a packet of Smarties or whatever. Yeah, you would, actually. Yeah, it used to well, be inside I was the thinking, egg. I was thinking the actual egg would be full of whisper gold. Well, well that's impractical. That. Why is it? That'd be That'd be really hard to make. Structurally, that would be difficult, I, I would think. Could, I'm just thinking of other ones out loud now. They could make a crunchy one. Crunchy would be quite easy to make. What, that's all honeycomb inside? Yeah. Be be tough to eat, though. Think of the size of the egg, the size of an average Easter egg. Yeah. And you crack that, and you see you've, you, you've got your outer chocolate layer, mm-hmm. and all the inside of it is pure honeycomb. You need a hammer and chisel to eat it. <laughs> it's pretty soft honeycomb, though, when it's crunchy. Not really. Mm. I like. I mean, I love like pieces of. Just, you know, I could eat just pieces of honeycomb. They tend to be quite chewy, but for whatever reason, a crunchy bar, they're they're pretty solid. Mm. See, I'm not a fan of honeycomb either. To be fair, um, I'm, I'm doing really well here tonight. Um, but the ultimate one for me would be a cream egg, big egg. Yeah. Could you imagine the filling in that? Now that is totally impractical, but it would be amazing. Do you know they don't make them? They don't make them here anymore. 
Cream X? Yeah. Yep. Do they not? They're made in Poland now, I think. Oh. And they don't use um, they don't use dairy milk chocolate to do it anymore either. They don't taste the same in the last couple of years. That's why. Because they're not using dairy milk chocolate anymore. There's not as much sugar in it anymore as either, is there? I, mean, I don't know, but I just I, all I know is because obviously they've got Cadbury's got bought out by um, Schweppes. We were talking about like brewers get bought out, and now we're talking chocolate. <laughs> Cadbury's got bought out by Mondelez, I think. We were uh, right, okay. or Kraft, big American yeah, yeah. corporation bought them out. So that's why now you get um, dairy milk with yeah. You know, they want to throw Oreos and everything, so it's dairy milk with Oreo and. Ah, that's why. Right. That's why now you're more harder pushed to find your classic sort of, you know, dairy milk, fruit and nut. Yeah. yeah. Instead, it's like shit with Oreo in it or dime bar pieces. Right. Okay. See, I'm not a fan of that either because because it's brand synergy. They're trying to tie those things in together. Right. And they obviously outsource some of the chocolate production now out of Bourneville to where like you know Cadbury's are based mm. around um, Birmingham. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And they've exported and outsourced some of that to other countries. So cream eggs now are, are made in Poland, where it's cheaper to make, and they don't have to. Mm. The raw materials are cheaper because they're obviously not using the dairy milk recipe; they're using something a bit shitter. Well, well, there you go. Well, so I next never. time you eat a dairy milk and you think well, it's not quite the same as it, not as good as it used to be, that's why. See, our American listeners probably don't know what we're on about because I was reading just this morning about Hershey's chocolate. Um, God, have you tried that stuff? Well. It's shit. I've not, but apparently there is not enough cocoa in it for it to legally qualify in Britain as chocolate. It's shit. That's why it tastes shit. What, there's not enough cocoa? There's not enough cocoa in it for it to be legally classified as chocolate in Britain. So it's not actually chocolate. It's just full of just shit that it's Americans terrible. eat. It's terrible. Yeah. I don't know how they put up with it. I, cause I went, have you been to America? I have, yeah. So I went to America, and obviously, you know, the food generally, if you're into, like, the fast food and stuff, it's brilliant. But it's not good for snacking. Everything's just big, isn't it? Well, for, for me, quintessential snacks for me are biscuits. But over there, biscuits are something totally different. Yeah, true. <laughs> you have cookies, but they're not the same. They're not yeah, the same. true. Um, you, you can't get a sausage roll in America. No. It just, just doesn't exist. A sausage roll is a generally British thing, because you don't tend to see them anywhere, do you? No, because you can get pastry and... Eastern yeah. Europe, you can get pastry and stuff with meat in and other things. So I think maybe our our design as we know it is probably ours. But Like the Greggs one. You know, you don't yeah. tend to see a Greggs in New York. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, the, 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 the snacks leave, leave me wanting a little bit, really. The chocolate's not as good. Okay, donuts are pretty good. Um, that's true yeah, yeah crisps they have you know chips which which are fine but sometimes you just want a standard pack of you know salt and shake Lay's yeah or Walker's well Lay's is their version of Walker's isn't it basically. yeah um, yeah they just they just don't they don't they don't doesn't capture the imagination no, like, like a, they like a jammy dodger or a scotch egg would no yeah, they don't have that stuff there it's just not done no That's that's pretty much the main reason why. Basically, America is missing Greg's. That's what they need. Yeah, we took on Starbucks from them. We could give Greg's to America. They give us all their best stuff, and it's time we started giving them some of ours. Since we're getting their fucking chlorine chicken and hormone beef, exactly. Let's give them Jaffa cakes. Oh yeah. Do they not have Jaffa cakes over there? No, I don't think they do. I'm never going again. 
So I, cause when I went, I went to Florida, so it's very touristy. So there's certain things where you can go to like your Disney type stuff or whatever, like Epcot, um, and they have like a, a British, you know, an English shop, right? Or a British shop that has like Jaffa cakes. In Jaffa case you're missing home. Yeah, but it's also designed to sort of showcase um, <clears throat> things from that country, right? So it's all tea and teapots and fucking biscuits and bowler hats and shit that you don't want. Yeah. So, but the, but there is some some good stuff. They did get some of it right. <laughs> Not all of it, but they got some of it right. It would have been good if they'd have had a sausage roll. They did it. They, they've, they've got a Harry Potter themed thing at Universal. And they had a they had like a cafe or restaurant thing in there that was designed off one from the film. Can't remember because I'm not, not big into Harry Potter. And they did uh, they did a toad in the hole, and they did a pea and ham soup in this place in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. obviously it's kind of supposed to be like British culture and it's Harry Potter and all. Did that. you try it? I did. I had the toad in the hole, right? And Hannah, my wife, she had the pea and ham soup. So bear in mind, we spent two weeks in Florida. Eating all the you know, junk food, fast food, and we'll do all that all you know, American type stuff. So anyway, I had this toad in the hole. It was one of the worst things I've ever eaten in my life. It was, <laughs> it was horrendous. It was horrendous. That does not surprise. It me. was like, um, uh, you know, like Dick Van Dyke. Um, you know the the Dick Van Dyke yeah, Mary Poppins yeah. accent. Yeah. All right, Mary Poppins. It was it was the food equivalent of that. It was, it was shit. Like a terrible impression of something that you just <laughs> mystifying. Um, but Hannah decided that her pea and ham soup was the best thing she had in the entire holiday. Wow. But then she likes very simple British food. And I think as long as it's at least competently done, she's happy with that. Whereas I, a bit more adventurous. It was shit. Yeah. Awful. Awful. Nothing to do with Lithuania or Lithuanian <clears throat> beer. No. Thoughts as, we, as, we carry, as we're progressing through this? So, yeah, so I've poured mine out now as well. Um... It's all right, doesn't it? It doesn't look very fizzy, actually. I'm just looking at the, the through the glass now, uh, and I'm not I've not been gassed by either of these beers. So no, this so is that a, is a good point. This is a tad gassier, I think, than the Jewel Brew, mm-hmm. but only a tad. It's not. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't detract from the experience of drinking no, it. It's fine. I could imagine this being really good um, as a pint over there. I don't think it. <clears> I think weirdly, this looking at the sort of the classy design of it and and even the taste. This could be more of an ambassador's reception beer than a barbecue beer, because if you present this at a barbecue, I don't think people necessarily are going to appreciate... I think it looks quality, personally. It does, but it doesn't look the sort of beer-cooler type beer. It looks a bit more arty-farty. A bit more ambassadorial. Exactly that. Yeah, you're right there, actually. It it even is Ferrero Rocher-like in in its colour scheme. So I actually think... That, that perversely, it might not get much traction at your barbecue or get that much interest. Other than people might drink it and go, well, "That's nice." Whereas it's not going to strike up much conversation. No, like, whereas, like for us, we don't really know much about Lithuania, even though I've googled it today. And it's, mm. whereas the ambassador's reception, you could imagine dignitaries and whatever drinking the pint and no one complains. Mm. And then the Frau Rocher gets brought through and then they're having the Frau Rocher with the, with the beer and they go mm. very well. Did you, you agree? Know, I do agree. Mm. And I have another fact for you. Oh, go on. About Lithuania this time. Um, but we might digress onto another country. Every year, the river Vilnia is dyed bright emerald green for St. Patrick's Day. Oh. 
Um, the idea originated in Chicago in the 60s when Irish plumbers, obviously plumbers, discovered an entirely harmless way of dyeing water. Um, I'll show you a picture. Okay, so for the listener, I'm looking at... Oh, it looks like... Um, you know, like in a stereotypical, like, toxic goop. <laughs> <laughs> it does, you're right, actually. Yeah, I was watching um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit um, <laughs> the other night, and uh, and it's a lot like that stuff, the dip, the acid dip. Yeah. They? It looks just like that. Like that. It's literally bright green. So, hang on. So they do this in Lithuania. Yeah. And they for St. Patrick's Day, which is Irish. Yeah. Which they took inspiration from from Chicago, Chicago which is in America. Yeah. So what connection do they have with Ireland? I don't know. I don't know. No, neither. Because when you think of Irish, American, you think Boston. Yeah. Or New York. Maybe Chicago, I suppose. Or what's it got to do with Vilnia in Lithuania? I have no idea. But it looks quite interesting. Well, they obviously feel like they're doing some benefit for it anyway. Um, have you ever been to Ireland? No, but I know people just love to gatecrash the whole St. Patrick's Day thing and appropriate it for themselves don't so they that's a load of bollocks really yeah. people love to muscle in on it don't they <clears throat> or or kind of I don't get it I sort of go out for parties like why what's the point like we don't celebrate our own so why are we celebrating there well that's a whole other debate isn't it, it about is. the St George's it, Day thing well yeah it is um, but the funny thing about St George the St George's Day thing though is that there's not really that much about St George that actually relates to England also true. He's a he's a he's a he's a very bizarre patron saint for us to have. Um, I don't know enough about it to uh, have a discussion about that. We'll, we'll explore it another time. But it, <laughs> it's but it's but it's really good for for calming down the. Um, that the, could be on an England special. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not it's not UKIP friendly um, discussion. <laughs> it, would, it would it would set them off. Um, I've uh, exhausted all my facts for Lithuania. I do apologise. Um, I think we've probably exhausted most of our conversation. I think we have, yeah. Shall we... Um, we've done America, we've done Ireland, we've done everywhere, really. Um, it's it's weird that probably the beer provides more than probably the... the it's provided more fun than, than Lithuania the country has for me. Probably. I'm really happy to have done two brand new beers tonight. And um, good ones. Yeah, we. I think we've... Recently, we've done really well for doing ones that we've not done before. Um, we're going to start hitting a bit of a brick wall and very it's, shortly. It's been a while since I'm trying to think back to what was the last really shit beer we had. I think we're going back a bit of a way now, aren't we? There's been some averagey, sort of solid 6 out of 10 stuff. Yeah, we've we've done some pre-recording really shit beers that we've got back in stock now. Yeah, we're going to have to come and see. Yeah. We're just going to have to just do it and go there, aren't we? Yeah. Um, but that will provide a good episode of leathering said country, yes. Because I can really lay into you know. But I'm I'm going into that one with preconceptions about how shit that beer is, and it might surprise me. But I don't think it's going to. It will still be shit next time. It, it will be I shit. I promise yeah. you. So anyway, so do we want to rate this beer? <clears throat> I think we should. Right. Okay. Fingers. Yeah. Fingers again. Right. Um. <clears throat> okay, right. I, need to think, I actually need to think about this a little bit because I'm sort of right. Okay, I'm ready. Are, are you still as excited about it as when you took your first sip? Um, ooh, that's a hard one. I felt that as it's gone on, um, I, I've maybe I've enjoyed it without being bored of it. Without being completely in love with it, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I think it was partly because it's very good in its own right. But I was I was kind of left a bit 
Jewel Brew left me salivating. And this is this is this is also Jewel Brew is a good beer. Yeah. This is also, I think, very good. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna uh, let's let's let's, 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 do, let's fingers. do fingers. Right, you ready? One, um, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna do what you did, so you've gone for eight, and I went seven and a half. But I I will take I'll just we'll just call it an eight because I was gonna go with eight, and I just thought I'll just pull in a digit. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm, not being harsh on it, but I think I'm kind of. I I marginally preferred the jewel brew. Yeah, I agree. I do agree with that. Um, out of the two, however, both really good beers. I would go back to them most definitely. Uh, I've really enjoyed to, tonight's beers. Yeah, cool. it's been a. It's been it's been great. Um, two beers definitely recommend. Um, even if you're not doing this, you know bucket list exercise um, Spy Tour is particularly well fairly easy to get hold of yeah. just go into one of them Eastern European shops if you live in the UK yeah. um, you know we're not short of Eastern European shops you can, you can pick one up there. in there yeah. um, really good beer it's the extra you want the Spytourist Extra which is the premium lager beer that's for the jewellery well good luck getting hold of that but yeah um, really turns out that I know a few Gambians so you yeah. may do too um Social media, Mark? Um, at FTLOB Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you follow us. Please leave us a review on Apple, on podcasts, or whatever it's called. Apple um, Podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Um, promote and all that and help us get the word out. Yeah. Um, also, email us at for the love of beer at gmail.com. Yes. Um, if you just want a random chat or you've got anything interesting for us. And recommend some good beers for us that'd be nice yeah because we're getting to a point now where we're going to start finding it potentially difficult in our list so we may need some extracurricular stuff to kind of occupy us so mm. if you've got a really great beer that you want to share with us whether it's on social media or email us or whatever yeah um, not an IPA though we don't like that well yeah, yeah we, generally we lagers lager, yeah. yeah something really good lager that you can recommend then, um, then feel free to give us a shout out yeah. And uh, and yeah thanks again for listening and uh, we will be back pretty soon, possibly on the road. It depends on how that pans out. Mm. Um, so, again, thanks again for listening, and we will speak to you very soon. Bye-bye. All I want to do is drink beer for breakfast. <laughs>